if you are not faithful with little things, who's going to trust you with great things? Jesus Christ says, if you're not faithful with the earthly money, who's going to trust right. you with eternal riches? Oh, yeah. You're not even faithful with the little bit you have. And I don't care if you have a little bit. Maybe you feel in your life, I only have a little bit. I just have a little bit. Then be faithful with it. That very well may be why uh, so many Christians are not shrewd. They want to live the Christian life, but also avoid all that negativity. So it's easiest to hunker down in their own house and not... Right, but you can't avoid it and that people are going to think it just because you're a Christian. They're going to think you're certain things. The way to undo that is to show the love of Christ. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMinn, along with me, Eric Barfell. So appreciate you being here with me, Eric. Sure. And we're talking about Luke 16, which is a story about this uh, steward, this manager of a man's property who was wasting his resources. And he got fired. And then he goes and cuts all the debtors to his boss man, basically. Cuts all the debtors' debt. And so he slashes them so that he can get it right. And that they'll welcome him when he doesn't have a job because he's not strong enough to dig and doesn't want to mm-hmm. beg. He's going to be without money. Think about mismanaging your money. He hasn't even put any money away for himself. Yeah, so he's going to be in a position where he has got nothing. So, I mean, yeah, he, he wasn't only mismanaging the boss man's money. He's mismanaging <laughs> he his own money. Did nothing for himself in the but whole But at least process. he got ready by cutting the debt. So here's what the master says. After the master finds out that he cut everyone's debt that owed him, He commended the dishonest manager because he acted truthfully. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it is gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. And a word here to being shrewd means to be wise. Shrewd as a word, I went and looked it up, means to be marked by clever discerning awareness and hard-headed acumen. I thought I like that. I, just, I didn't know that. I thought shrewd, I don't know. I always interpreted it as like a bad thing. Like harsh, kind of like yeah. the harsh manager. No, shrewd is like, like slick. Yeah. Like you're slick. And in fact, this is the next one I think really nails it. Having or showing astute or sharp judgment in practical matters, sometimes at the cost of moral compromise. So this man is being shrewd with his money, but what he did is certainly morally questionable. He was slashing hmm. the debts. Of people that owed his boss money, it wasn't going to right. come out of his pocket to gain favor for himself. So when you think of the word shrewd as sometimes coming also with moral compromise, I'm going to do whatever it takes in these practical matters to win. That's kind of shrewd. Mm-hmm. Also means this having or showing sharp powers of judgment astute. In other words, I would say you know how to handle something, man. You're shrewd when it comes crafty, to- kind of like weaselly yeah. a little bit. Like you're you're shrewd, man. You know, like you know a good deal when you see it. You know, you know how to get a good deal. You know, negotiate. You know what you're doing, right? Because you're just not me. You got practical knowledge. Sometimes I found in my life I'm not shrewd enough. 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm not talking even about moral compromise. I'm just saying when a good deal's on the table, I should have sprung right then and there because it was gone three days later. Yes. Right? Agreed. Right. Very much agreed. <laughs> right. So, so sometimes it's good to be a shrewd person. And he was praised because he thought ahead. Now, some people really question the parable because they feel like, well, how could dishonesty be commended? Like, how could bad behavior? I don't think that it's not dishonesty that's being commended. What's being commended is the guy thought ahead and made it so that he was going to land on his feet when he left that job. That was what was commended, that at least the man had yeah. the ability to look ahead. And so I look at that, and I, I've often thought about this verse, and I, I don't know if you have Mark's producing the show. We appreciate, by the way, Mark is always producing our show. He's either on it and producing it or just producing it, which he is today. I don't know how Mark feels about it, but when I think about when he says the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. God is saying, Jesus Christ is saying that people of the world are more shrewd, sharper in their judgment sometimes than people who are even following God. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying in their morals. I'm saying just in getting the things done that they want to get accomplished. So, in other words, I would think sometimes, sometimes people in the world, they could be really pushing the worst agenda on the planet are better at pushing the worst agenda on the planet than we are the best news on the planet. That they're actually better at promoting something that's a terrible idea than we are promoting the good news that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. Yeah, I'll give you that. You think that's because they're not thinking about heaven or hell, like in the afterlife? I think it's because their eyes on the ball and they're thinking about how am I going to promote what I want done. And if they feel they're an underdog, if they feel like their ideas aren't going to be accepted, they're very good at getting out there and winning and finding out shrewd ways to win hmm. what they think should happen, which will benefit their life. Of course, it's totally selfish because the only reason they're doing it is because they want more acceptance or mm -hmm. they want more to money do what they whatever, want to yeah. do. Right. Where I, I think of the Christian, yeah, we got to think through things too. We got to be responsible for how we're living too. We need to be shrewd in getting yeah. our message out there too and make sure that, hey, we're in certain areas. Like it would be unwise, and I've said this so many times, it would be unwise for the church to vacate social media. And I've heard, you and I both have heard uh, pastors say, I can't stand social media, there's no point yeah. in it, and I don't do anything with it. Okay, well, the world didn't stop doing stuff with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, yes. the liberal media is not going to stop right. getting the news right. out there. Why would we stop? Well, especially when we got the best news. True. Why Very would we stop? true. Right? But dang, I hate Facebook, man. <laughs> man, do I hate it. Well, okay. And then here's one thing to think about. Because I, I hear, see other people running their businesses, too, based on what they like and don't like. It is not to, has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with whether or not we like sure. it. It has everything right. to do with reaching people. It has everything. And this is where shrewdness comes in. This is where the yeah. shrewdness, being astute, having the powers of judgment to be able to say, but if I put that in, I might reach somebody because I'm reaching nobody without doing it. Right. And so I tell you, that, I that mentality, me hearing that, I've heard this multiple times from you, like brings me back every time. Right. Not. Yeah, so yeah, like promoting I mean, I waste a anyways. ton of time. Yeah, for for promoting youth group or right. whatever we do, I think it's right. important for people because here, listen, the, this world is going to hear nonstop, not from every sector, but from certain sectors, they're going to hear how bad the churches are. Not just our church, any church. 
when you're the senior pastor of a church or you're the youth pastor of a church, there are going to be some segments of society that already have you labeled. Mm-hmm. You're a hypocrite. You're judgmental. You're a bigot. You're a hater. That's what you are. And you're a right. homophobe. Right. They, they, or whatever term that they can label, that they can slap you with to start dismissing the truth. Now, the only way that I have to counter that negative kind of, I guess, stream of thought Mm -hmm. is by living the true Christian life and being out there promoting the positive message of Christianity and what the Bible really has to say, rather than allowing you to fill my word, my mouth with words and allowing you to say what I believe I need to be doing that. I can't sit back and let everyone else do that for me. I need to make sure that I'm defining who I am, that I'm defining what I believe. I can't do it if I'm just sitting on my hands and quiet. Right. Yeah, and uh, that very well may be why uh, so many Christians are not shrewd. They want to live the Christian life, but also avoid all that negativity. So it's easiest to hunker down in their own house and not. Right, but you can't avoid it, and that people are going to think it just because you're a Christian. They're going to think you're certain things. The way to undo that is to show the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. To me, that's being shrewd. Like that would be an example of being shrewd and the way that we conduct our ministry the way that we operate our church we're proactive yeah you know what i mean and trying to Agreed. use good judgment now sometimes you know we've gotten accused and we've got hammered for hey you didn't use good judgment because you had this activity and it was during covid and so we get questioned i don't mind getting questioned by the way like i have no problem with someone in the community questioning i have no problems with someone saying hey maybe not the best call okay well you know mm-hmm. we can talk about that i yeah. i'm not i'm not against that but, but I'm not going to shrink back and do nothing because, like he said, use worldly wealth to gain friends. We ought to be doing something. You think about that idea just of winning friends. He won friends, the steward did, by helping people so he'd be welcomed into their homes. If you never do anything that would make someone feel indebted to you, you are not doing enough. That's a fact. Yeah. Because I look at my friends, they're friends I have. I'm indebted to them. But guess what? Because they were being a friend. How so? What do you mean? Okay. If I have a friend to come over, like Mike Emerson, he comes over and helps me build my deck. I feel like if that guy ever needs help, I need to be there. I feel like that guy is, is a true friend, showing me what a friend is. I need to make sure I'm that kind of person because of what he did for me. I will be there for that guy. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Because yeah. he helped me. If I'm not one of those guys who's helping somebody to the point where they feel like, she's I kind of owe that guy mm-hmm. because he's done so much for me. Am I living? If I could live a life where no one ever felt they owed me a thing because I didn't help anybody. Yeah. This certainly. is what I'm saying. I got you. I got you. That's good. Right. I like that. Win friends. What he's saying is the, this guy, the world, the world people are more shrewd. They know how to win friends with their influence hmm. and whatever that is because sometimes our influence is not financial because we don't have the you know we don't have the money ourselves we need help we can't be helping people but we may be influential on social media we may be influential with friends we may know people what are you doing to use what you have to gain friends there's nothing wrong with that i'm not sitting here my job as a pastor is not to make as many enemies in the community as i can yeah it's not certainly. my job my job is to make friends in the mm-hmm. community and have people that, hey, they're going to have your back when the chips are down because you've already been there for them over and over again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. That's good. That's really good, actually. Yep. And that's a good point. Um, the importance of being in community, being right. with one another, right. being out uh, in, in the crowds, in the circles, you know? Right. And when you have the idea of being shrewd, I think it's think it through. 
these are look the Eric, these are fair questions how am i investing investing my time am i doing things that count i can spend all my spare time going out in my kayak and taking pictures and that's fun is it counting nearly as much as a couple i talked to last night where i'm helping them to get through issues I would suggest you need both things in your life. You need some times where you're relaxing, mm-hmm. but you also need some time where you're helping people, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got to think through that strategically because I don't want to live life. Like I'm never going to, as a pastor, going to live a life where Mark is out uh, three nights a week and you're out three nights a week and I'm out no nights a week. Because I want to be saying, well, that's not very much thinking through your life and how you're going to live right. because you better be out helping people too. You got to be out there. You know what I'm saying? So we inspire each other and we sharpen each other and whatnot. But you have to think through strategically. If I want to be in shape, which I do, I've had to strategically think through this week. I don't think I'm going to eat bread right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm going to cut that down. And uh, yeah. those nice, delicious cookies that came in on Celebrate Recovery for the first week since they've been coming in over the last year or two, I, I turn one down because I never turn them down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm the first guy. Like I'm almost sitting there waiting, like the dog at oh, the yeah. door, waiting for his dog biscuit. Like huh. all excited for I'll work exactly. a little later tonight. Exactly. It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's like I don't care if I start at six thirty in the morning because I'm not leaving before the cookies come in. I mean, that's kind of how I've lived my oh, life. Yeah. You know, because I I know the cookies are coming and I I want those cookies. This is the first week where I'm like. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not eating them because I want to slim down a little bit and we're doing push-ups. I've asked you to do them. Mark's doing them. Uh, we don't do them every day, but we do them a lot more days than if we didn't have a goal. So we're trying to do 50 a day and stuff. But that's thinking through your life, thinking through like, if you want to accomplish this, if you want to get to here, these are the steps you need to get there. Mm-hmm. If we want to reach our community for Christ, then there's got to be certain steps that we take to get there. If we want to be a positive difference, we've got to be helping our community. Well, how are we going to do that? The wise person, at least this guy thought through the steps of this is what I'm going to do to make this happen. And I think too many times in life, we're not thinking it through. We're not thinking through how can I make my life count? Who am I really going to help? How many people do I want to disciple? Like if you as a youth pastor, yeah. okay, are there two or three kids that I need to spend extra time with? Because maybe these kids are going to be pastors someday. Maybe Absolutely. Strategically, strategically Absolutely. thinking through how am I going to live? My family, what am I going to do to spend time with them? How can I strategically build in them? Spend time with my wife. I just think too often people let life happen to them rather mm-hmm. than just plan it. Yeah. This guy was neglectful. The manager, that was the first thing he was probably, he wasted, he was neglectful. He just wasn't paying attention. And that's one of the problems that he had. And when he had to give an account, he had to admit, yeah, I really haven't been paying attention. Yeah, and I think a really good way for everyone watching to to invest that time to get involved, like our church is doing a service fair right now. We have tables upon tables upon tables with options of where you can get involved, where you can uh, use your time, where you can use your gifts and abilities uh, to benefit others right uh, ultimately the kingdom of god as well because i know sometimes it's kind of hard it's like i have this I- idea i want to i want to invest my time into someone's life but how do i how do i choose an individual right. maybe you see somebody in need whatever well like here's a whole organization where you can impact a group of people right. in 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 but smaller slightly different ways I but i mean i mean i'm as a youth pastor i'm looking for adult leaders right now uh right. you got a huge chance to invest in multiple lives all on a Sunday night for two hours right. every Sunday night. But this world, Eric, is flashy. And I, I don't mean like the sinful part of it. I don't mean party part of it. I, I'm just saying getting caught up in stuff is just like for you being a bike rider. Mm-hmm. It's easy for you to be aggressive at seeking a bike, to be aggressive at 
finding 100 century rides or finding yeah. new plays and you and my son-in-law will go out and you'll ride mm-hmm. I'm the same way. It's easy for me to be aggressive at finding a yard sale to go to or being a picker or doing these other things. How easy is it to be aggressive in my spiritual life? Do you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I think because the world has the flash, yeah. it's very appealing. It's very glittery. It's, like I said, not even the bad part of the world. It's just all the cool things there are to do in an affluent society has a lot of appeal and it's easy to be aggressive as i'm going here and i've got goals like i have goals of how many waters i'm going to paddle on i already exceeded it how many times i'm going to paddle on my kayak i already have goals and i'll tell you what man it you Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to bet against me that i'm going to hit that goal no yeah right because i'm pretty dang determined have you hit it yet not yet i'm probably 21 off of my total goal of 50 for the year but i mean I, i plan on paddling into december so i've got a lot of time i've already hit 30 or almost 30 in so i'm at 29 paddles in to my 50 goal and i've already been on more than 10 waters wow. so i've already been on 11 waters i'll probably end up being 14 or 15 different waters that i'm on so i'm going to exceed that goal i'll i'll bust butt to you know if i hit the 50 but i think i'll get it done how aggressive are we in reading our bible i will read my bible this year mm-hmm. i will pray to the lord I will serve in my church. I will. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just easy to get caught up in the easy stuff. Yeah. And the easy stuff is the fun stuff. Sure. That's what's appealing. It's fun. It's fun to be on a kayak. It's fun to bicycle. It's fun for some people to lift weights. It's fun to golf. It's fun to uh, go out and fun to plan the family vacation instead of, hey, where do we want to serve as a family this year? Right. What events do we want to do where we not attend for ourselves, but like to serve at the event or whatever it is. So when I see shrewdness of this guy being commended, he's thinking through what he can do. So when he checks out of that job, he's got people taking care of him. We have to think about this life. When I check out of this life, what's going to happen to me in eternity? I've got to be shrewd and think through the way that I live. Where I see the world as being very aggressive at seeking either promotions or certain jobs or money, they're aggressive at it. I see the church sometimes when it comes to promoting the gospel as being a little flat-footed at times. Mm -hmm. Like maybe we're not really pushing it or it could be whether it's financial peace university or or you know a certain class for time for the community or whatever it is right right. are we really are we aggressively seeking to build relationships are we aggressive these are things worth thinking about all i'm suggesting one of the jobs that you have as a teacher one of the jobs as a preacher as a communicator is to knock people off center Mm -hmm. and sometimes your job is to knock yourself off center because if you don't get knocked off center and really challenge yourself you may be content with far less than you're capable of doing. Yeah. And the greatest professors that I ever had in college made me mad Hmm. because they challenged my thinking and they ticked me off at times and challenging my thinking. But when I left school, I realized they were some of my favorite professors. It wasn't just all the guys telling you everything's great and hunky dory. You want as the people that really challenge your thinking. Absolutely. Not you drove you clean off center and what your perceptions were of the world and reality and made you come back and really think about what you believed oh, yeah. and where you stood. I love it's those like, guys. Uh, it's like Saul on the road to Damascus. Got right. not clean off his donkey. Right. Change his life. Change his life. Exactly. And another thing he says, too, is, you know, faithful in small matters counts for big things. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. I'll just leave it right there. That statement in and of itself is such a principle in the Bible. 
If you are not faithful with little things, who's going to trust you with great things? Jesus Christ says, if you're not faithful with the earthly money, who's going to trust right. you with eternal riches? Oh, yeah. You're not even faithful with the little bit you have. And I don't care if you have a little bit. Maybe you feel in your life, I only have a little bit. I just have a little bit. Then be faithful with it. Be responsible with it. Whatever, you know, you might have 100 acres, be responsible. You might have 1,000 acres, be responsible. You might have a half acre, be responsible. Whatever you have, be responsible. Whatever your car's like, be responsible for your car. Right. Take care of your vehicle. Clean it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Some people, it's like, yeah, I can give you the nicest car in the world. You're still going to trash it. Right. Be responsible. Yes. It's, pain, it's, pain, it's so painful when that happens too, right. man. Oh, right. I love here, here, my brother. Here's a statement that I, I came up with as I studied and I prepared for today's podcast. Win small, win big. If you win small, you'll win big. If you win in the small things in your life, taking care of your finances, reading your Bible, praying, you're going to win big. I said tell my soccer team, win at practice. Because mm -hmm. if you don't win at practice, you won't win in a game. And by winning in practice, I mean working hard, doing your best yeah. every drill, pressing your teammates so that they can become better. You win at practice, you win at the field. But if you don't win at practice, you will never win there. Yeah, absolutely. When you win small, you'll win big. Yeah. I think that's a lot in like our, our personal devotions. It starts with you. Right. You know, you want a revival to happen? Starts right with you right. kind of thing. And then we'll go, we'll go from there. We'll go out from there. Right. So, yeah, I like that. Win small, win big. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of catchy in some ways, and it's kind of a reminder. And, and again, I, we, you and I were talking about a lot of things yesterday that could have, we could have done other shows too, just yeah. on some of the conversations we were having. But whatever all we talked about, when I came this morning to, because I actually last night do a podcast, and then I come this morning to the office, I just couldn't get this shrewd. Mm -hmm. They're shrewd. Oh, yeah. What does it mean that he was more shrewd? The people of the world are more shrewd than the, the children of the light. What does it mean? You know, are we not being shrewd enough? Are we not thinking through things? Are we not being strategic? Are we not being driven? Thinking about eternal things? Because I don't want to be one who just gets caught up in this world and all the fun things to do. And I miss the important things. Anyway, you have a great and awesome week. We truly appreciate you tuning into the podcast. Do us a favor. When you listen to it, you listen to it on YouTube, you listen to it on Podbean, whatever it is, share it. Share with others. Let other people know so they can listen to it too. And we appreciate it. Everything that you guys do and listening and paying attention. Again, have a great and awesome week.